Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Welcome to all of you on the fourth Sunday of Advent, at least for a few hours. And then before long, all these things will be removed and we'll be in full full swing into Christmas. Doesn't have to happen too often, but it makes for a great day. We'll all be spending a lot of time in church in the next couple of days. We only get to light the fourth Advent candle for a few hours, but nonetheless, we are in the fourth Sunday of Advent and we want to take time to reflect on what the scriptures point us to, to prepare us. This is our final, final look, our final uh, understanding or, or shedding light on the great event that we're about to celebrate later on today. And today it revolves around the promises made to David because the angel Gabriel said to Mary that her son would be from the house of David, the house of David. And it's, it's really important to, to grasp this irony and this, the way this played out. Because as we saw in the, in the reading from Second Samuel, that David initially promised, or didn't promise, but he offered to build a temple, a house for the Lord. And then the Lord came back to him through the prophet and said, no. I don't want you to build a house for me. I'm going to build a house for you. It's not going to be made of brick and mortar and wood. I'm going to build you a kingdom. And I'm going to make of your house a lineage. And your sons will rule over your kingdom. And one of your sons will be my beloved son. And your kingdom will last forever. If we have a mind to be cynical, we can say, how in the world was, could that possibly be when we look at what happened? How can we trust God's promises when we saw what happened? The very next generation, Solomon, David's son, when he took over the kingship, when he inherited David's throne, because he had so many difficulties. Actually, the biggest difficulty, he had too many wives. He had a thousand, seven hundred wives and a few hundred concubines. And some of those women were actually pagans. And they prevailed upon him to join them in offering sacrifice to their pagan gods. And so Solomon deeply grieved the Lord. And to punish Solomon, the Lord allowed for the kingdom to be divided. So this grand kingdom that David turned over to his son Solomon didn't last one generation. And thus the kingdom was divided between Judah and Israel. And then 400 years later with the Babylonian exile, the kingdom of David was completely abolished. Completely, the throne was abolished, never to be assumed again. There was never a visible king for Israel, for the, for, for among the Jews, they never had a king again. Or did they? And that's what I think 
our scriptures want us to see what the gospel is telling us that God's promises to David did not materialize themselves the way that any human following a linear pattern of thought would think. God fulfilled his promises to David in a supernatural way, in a way that unless we are attuned to him, unless our minds and hearts say, Lord, we trust you, even though we don't understand exactly what you're doing, but we trust you and we know you will never abandon us and that your promises are true. You will never renege on your promises. They are irrevocable. Unless that is the foundation of our faith, we will miss the way God comes to us and the way he delivers his promises. Because we know that Jesus was that favored son of the house of David and his reign indeed will last forever beyond time into eternity, into this kingdom that God promised to David. But once again, if we don't see that in its spiritual terms, we, we become, it's baffling. I know many people that have experienced difficulty, suffering, individual suffering, loss of loved ones, great disappointment with their children, and have prayed. And when the circumstances didn't change, their faith was deflated and in some cases abandoned because in their minds, all they could see was God doesn't care rather than he doesn't always answer the way we want him to answer and in the specific way we want him to answer and then the timing that we want. But he does answer. He does see what, what our needs are. It, it's, it's, it's aligning our minds and hearts with God that allows us to see and understand how it is that he reveals himself and fulfills his promises. That's the simple message of today. God makes promises and he fulfills them. And it's our responsibility, our task and our joy to be open and alert that we might see how it is that those promises are fulfilled. I'm just briefly going to enumerate a few promises from the scriptures, from the New Testament, that for many of us, hopefully for all of you, are foundations that just begin to talk about this, this faithful God who delivers on his word. So he says in Jeremiah, I love you, Jeremiah 29, I love you and I have a plan for your life. In 1 Corinthians, he says, I will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability to resist and endure. For at the last minute, I will give you the ability to resist. Then he says in Matthew, come to me, all you who are weary, and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. In Romans, all things work for the good, for those who are called by the Lord and love, who love the Lord and are called by the Lord according to his purposes. All things work for the good. St. Luke, he says, with God, 
nothing is impossible. And of course, St. John tells us, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have life eternal. Just a few hours, we'll be celebrating the greatest event in the history of the world. God became one of us, born of a woman, the Son of God, entered time and space and became a human being without leaving aside his divine and eternal nature. It's the mystery is beyond calculation. We celebrate it. We celebrate it as joyfully as we can, knowing that we are just touching the surface. We never grasp really, but we know, there's, we know there's a mystery there. We know there's a big one here. And so we give ourselves to it. And we thank God for his blessed mother, our mother, who because of her humble yes, made possible this big event that we'll be celebrating. May God prepare us and give us firmness of mind and heart to believe that the things that he has promised will come to pass. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.